0: Project Taryag, day 83, Mitzvah Taf, Kuf Vav. And that is the Mitzvah Limshayach, Kayan and There was a special Kayan appointed as a Kayan who led Kla into battle. He was anointed with the Sheben Hamishcha. He was given the specific tafket of speaking to Kla Israel before the soldiers went to fight. The Passock tells us that he has three instructions to give Kla Israel. The first one is if a person has planted a vineyard and not yet eaten the fruit, he should return from the battlefield. Similarly, if a person has built a house and not yet lived in it, he should return from the battlefield. And lastly, if a person has engaged a wife, he should return from the battlefield. Besides these instructions, the Kohen's job also was to encourage the soldiers to give them chizuk before they're going to risk their lives to fight for Kel to fight for the Torah. And this apostle says that Kohen Midaber, the Shotrim, the Kohen says, the Shotrim, who were the gods, would announce his words to the, the whole Jewish army. The reason for this mitzvah is because it's your that in the time of Milchama, the soldiers need encouragement, and therefore, since people listen more to a person who's M'chubbid, a person who's on a stature, therefore, they chose a coin and gave him a special title, a special rank to be the one to address the soldiers. The reason why somebody who has planted a vineyard or built a house or gotten engaged and is therefore released from active military duty and similarly with the with the guards added to the instructions a person who is Yare from Avaris to a, yoda, a person's afraid of the Avaris he might have done. Because these people are afraid to go into battle because their thoughts are occupied with either what they're going to lose or their thoughts are occupied of, with the, the fear that they might fall in battle and it's going to discourage other soldiers as well. Like the passage says, He shouldn't cause the other soldiers to become afraid. Similarly, a person has done avarice and therefore doesn't merit Hashem's protection. As a result of that, because of his avarice, he might cause other soldiers to fall as well. This halacha of releasing soldiers from active battle duty only applies to Melchemish Hashus, which means an optional battle, and Melchemish Mitzvah, however, which is a mitzvah which everyone's behoved to fight, even the chosin uh, has to go to battle. Even those released from duty still had to provide backup for the soldiers, whether it's supplying food or preparing roads, whatever it would be, to help the military effort. Once the soldiers leave the battle, the Mishnah tells us that they would have military police who would stand behind the soldiers and make sure that nobody fled the battlefield, because the halakha tells us that the beginning of defeat is when soldiers flee the conflict. And therefore the police who had the right to prevent soldiers from running away from the battle. This mitzvah, both the mitzvah of appointing the Mashiach Mil-Khamah and the mitzvah of the soldiers in battle only applies to men who were eligible to be soldiers and only in times when Kaiser was living in Israel when there was a mitzvah fighting a Jewish war and these mitzvahs applied to the Tiber as a whole and if the Tzibra as a whole were over in this and did not appoint a koin to be the melchama, they then be mevatel this mitzvah say. Mitzvah, tof, kuf, chaf, And that is to first offer the option of peace to those cities which you're going to attack. The pasuk says that was Shalom, before one goes to war, we offer the enemy the option of surrendering and offer them a peace treaty. This option of surrendering and then paying a tax or whatever it would be and accepting the rule of the Jewish king but only applies to those cities which were being fought against in the framework of a Melchemed tzar which means it was an optional fight. However, in Melchemed Mitzvah, when the Torah is in it doesn't apply. And then the Pasuk says that if in the case of a war, when the, we offer a peace treaty which isn't accepted, then we fight against them, we must be instructed to kill all the men in that city. However, in the case of an optional war, the children or the ladies can be taken as captives. The reason we instructed to offer peace is because we as Qayishra are meant to develop good middle. One of them is, the of Rahman, is a middle of Rahmanness of compassion. And therefore, even when we're fighting a potential enemy, who are non-Jews, they don't, in their point of view, don't deserve to be treated with Rachamim. Nevertheless, for our point of view, we meant to act with Rachamim. And besides for that, there's a benefit if they work for us and provide a tax for Klai Israel or act as their servants in any capacity is going to be. And by killing them, and it's destroying something in the Bria without any purpose. And also, destroying people who could be used, so to speak, is also a mid of, of cruelty, which a Torah wants to distance us from. The Khinluch brings an opinion of the Rambam that even by Melchizedek Mitzvah there's also an option of a peace treaty for the non-Jews first for example the war against the seven kings of Canaan but the difference is that I am Mitzvah if they didn't accept a peace treaty then we have to kill everyone not just the men, we have to kill all of them whereas the Melchama says, so said previously one can use the captured ladies and children as servants. And secondly, by Melchemist Mitzvah, we surround the city from all four sides to destroy it. Whereas by Melchemist HaRashos, we leave one side open to allow fugitives to escape. Nevertheless, the Ramam still brings, even by Melchemist Mitzvah, we offer them the option that if they want to leave the city and go elsewhere, they're allowed to do that. As you find in the Yisrael Israel, that the Gurgoshi actually left and the, the Ares Israel, and therefore there was no need for the Jewish people to, to pursue them or to kill them. The halacha, that soldiers in battle who take a city and have no food and they're hungry, are allowed to eat the food they find in that city, even if it's non kosher, even if it's Yahinasech. The Chinoch Pisons doesn't just apply to the war against the seven nations of Canaan where we learned that they were allowed to eat non-kosher food. It applies to any war. When the soldiers don't have other provisions, they're allowed to eat from the spoils of their enemies, even if it happens to be non-kosher. This mitzvah applies to people living in their land, and uh, there's a Jewish army, and only two men it could be soldiers. And here, too, it's a mitzvah, which is incumbent upon the whole Jewish people. Tough, is not to leave anyone alive from the seven nations of Canaan the passage says neshama. don't leave a single one alive, which means men, women and children are all destroyed and these are the seven nations, the Canaan, the Parisi, the Chibi, the Yevosi, the Chiti, the Girgosh and the Moiri the of the Jewish people didn't complete this mitzvah and there were still surviving members of the seven nations throughout the period of the Neveim and therefore the Chinuch Paskins that if there'd be a way for a person to finish the mitzvah today he would know definitively who's one of the Sheva Mamim and be able to kill them with obviously without risking his own life he'd be mechuev to do that Mitzvah Taf Koftes and that is Michael, not to destroy fruit trees the Pasuk says when we besieging an enemy city in order to bring the city to submission. The Bozak says la is eight so you can't destroy the trees of the city and once again don't cut down the trees. And from here we learn a general rule not to destroy things which can still be used not to burn clothing or break anything for nothing which is all part of the general rule of Baal not to destroy things which still have a usage. The love of the Torah, however, which a person will at Malchus for, applies specifically to the example the Torah gives, which is not to cut down trees which are still bearing fruit. The reason of the mitzvah to teach us to love what's good in the world and what has it, and benefits and, and cling to that, and therefore show we deserving of Hashem's good, and anything destructive or bad we distance ourselves from, and therefore the Khinoshah doesn't just apply to things, as a result a person will come to want good for people as well and not see things as just able to be destroyed and therefore it pains a person to see what needless destruction. Whereas Masha'enq and Rishayim are Mazikim, they do damage, they are happy to see damage, and uh, it starts all from the fact by Russia that he already is damaging himself by the lifestyle he's leading. The Eastern of cutting down trees says the chinoch is only if it's being destructive. However, if the value of the wood is more than the value of the fruit, or the tree where it's standing is damaging other trees, and therefore removing this tree is a benefit to the trees around it, in cases like that, the chinoch says it's mutter to cut down the tree. And when it comes to non fruit bearing trees, we want to cut down the tree. Or a fruit bearing tree which is stopped producing fruit. In a case like that, it would also be mutter. And the Gemara says how much fruit is considered in the minimum amount that it still justifies containing the tree. For example, the Gemara says when it comes to olives, if it does less than a, a rover, which is an amount of olives, it's mutter to cut it down. When it comes to acting destructively out of anger then the Gemara says this is a specific a, a, extra yes and that is the person breaks things or tears things out of anger says if he's work, worshipping a Zarah because the Gemara says that's the Derek of the Yetzirah it begins with telling him to do something small relatively and if he listens then eventually it will bring him to worship Avodah Zarah if he's not able to control himself and subdue his midas. The Gemara gives stories of some of the Chachamim who wanted to show themselves as if they were angry, as a way of instilling fear in their households, or to train them in some regard. But nevertheless, the person can't actually be angry and act out of uncontrolled anger. And Therefore, for example, the Gemara talks about one Chacham who tore clothing in anger, it wasn't a real anger, and therefore you're careful to tear along a seam which could be fixed, and not in a way which would ruin the material. There's answer of cutting down trees applied in every place and time, both the men and to ladies. And if a person is over in this and destroys fruit trees, he is Chayv Malchus. And on other acts of wanton destruction, there's no Malchus, but nevertheless, it's Osir. And Rabonin will punish with Malchus mardus, which is Malchus the mitzvah tof kuf and that is the mitzvah laref, which means the which means mitzvah and in a place which is called the Nachal Aeson, which means a place which is it's very hard ground and therefore wasn't cultivated. This applies when we find out of the city in the open a person who has been killed and we don't know who killed him. And then the halacha is to the, perform the mitzvah, the procedure of the Aglarufa. When we look to see which city is responsible to bring the Agla and we meant to measure from the place where we find the corpse until the nearest city. Yerushalayim doesn't come into the Khashban because it's not a city which Hashem has given to Qal Yisrael. And similarly, a city next to the border or a city where most of the inhabitants are Goyim, doesn't bring an Egl Rufa because then we assume one of the Goyim killed him. If there would be two cities, one nearer, but the one more distant has more people. And the Lakh is Rav, which means the majority of people is more of a, t- of a factor than Karav, which is nearer. Therefore, we go over the bigger city. It's the Mechlechus in the Gemara, what part of the corpse's body we measure from. The Chinook like the that we measure from his nose, that's the place where a person lives from. And the city which is nearest to the mace has to bring the egg to the calf, which is brought as the egg the and we bring it to Nachal Aeson, uncultivated ground, and we chop its neck, with an axe, which is not a Kashashashchit, obviously, so you can't eat it after that. And after the Zakadian the, the of that city would wash their hands and uh, recite the what the Torah says that they ask for forgiveness for their responsibility in not ensuring that no no one would be murdered within their realm of jurisdiction. The is, there has to be somebody who's killed, not someone who's strangled. Somebody has to be found on the ground, not in the water, or not buried in stones, or not hung on a tree, in order to be Mikhail in the den of Agda Rufa. The reason for the mitzvah is by seeing such a major, so to speak, procedure which the basin carries out and someone gets killed, that the Sanhedrin come down to measure where the nearest city is, and there's a kind of the city come out to do this mesa. And they take an animal, which is a big animal, it's like a cattle, and all the people come after this to watch how it gets its neck broken, and uh, they will therefore see and take a cognizance of what happens, and as a result it will stop people doing a virus, specifically being tempted to murder, besides which. It will help us find in this particular case who the murderer was. All the uh, activity involved in it would bring to light details which would help us find the murderer, and that we would be able to, so to speak, avenge the blood of the person who was killed. The mitzvah applies in Eretz Israel, only Eretz Israel are living there, and it we'll would apply to Avery Yadin too, because I was also part of Eretz Israel at the time. And the mitzvah only applies to the men. Specifically the G'day who would be involved in the procedure of the Agla Rufa And uh, it applies the first part of measuring which city would have to bring the Agla to the Zakenu of the Sanhedrin who would have to come and, and decide which city uh, would be responsible for the Agla The mission says that it needed five Zakenu because it says Zakenu and who would come to measure the nearest city and then the Zekein of that ear would be the ones to do the rest of the Mesa. Mitzvah, Taf, Kof, Lamed Aleph, Nezashle'i Labed, but Israel, Bo'ezer, Karikot, not to cultivate or grow things in the place where the Agla-Rufa had been killed. The past says about the Nachal Aesim, the place it should by, shouldn't be worked without Israel, it shouldn't be cultivated. The reason for this is because since you want to publicize what happened to the person who got killed as a way to more people about the severity of bloodshed, therefore not using that place to ever cultivate or to work is also a way of instituting people who will remember what happened. And whoever goes past they will be reminded of the fact that someone has gotten killed The kinds of activity the Torah forbids there is something to do with the ground itself, such as cultivating it. However, using it as a surface to spread out uh, things to dry, or something which doesn't involve the actual use of the ground itself, it would be mutter. Even though the den of the Agla Rufa only applies in the time when there's the base of nevertheless, a place which is a Nachal Eson cannot be cultivated forever, even after that if we would know where such a place was. Therefore, this mitzvah would apply of not cultivating the place where the egg had been brought, both the men and the ladies, and in any, in every, any time. And if a person would actively plant, or, the, or cultivate a Nachal he'd be chayev malchus, because this is a say. When the Pasuk says, it hasn't been worked, it hasn't been cultivated, Really, this is one love, which a person would get malchus for if you would either cultivate it or work it.